0: What's up everyone? This is episode one of Jump Scare Podcast. I'm your host Jay and I'm with Mr. Dean Cox, the Cox Fox. What's going on? Oh
1: people, how's it going?
0: <laughs> right, um, we are a new horror community. Um, we have just started up this week. Um, A lot of us, a lot of you even, have been following us on Twitter. That is awesome. We've nearly hit 700 followers in our first week. If you're new to us and you've just picked us up on iTunes or on the interweb, let me tell you a little bit about you. About us. Cut that. (laughs) You can tell it's our first time here. Right, jump scare. We are... Lovers of horror, first off, and hopefully you're listening to this because you are lovers of horror too. We want to help a lot of independent films, whether you're over in the US, Europe, or the UK, from we are from. We are from, from, we are from. UK, Liverpool, I like just thought it in because he's nervous. I've had a pint before this, a little bit of Dutch <laughs> courage, you know. Um, right, we're going to update you on news reviews, interviews, games, films... And we want to know all about you guys too. Um, obviously, there's a lot of horror sites out there, but we're just going to give you stuff for free so that you'll like us. Um, by the time this is up, we're going to have two competitions running for you. Uh, first off, for our UK listeners and followers, we're going to be giving away a copy of Bloodborne on the PlayStation 4. Um, that just came out this last Friday. And for all our other international followers, we've got a load of limited edition horror comics for you guys. We've got Friday the 13th comics, we've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre comics, the Nano Steel covers, double covers, all edition one, so hopefully you'll like that first. And then, moving on from that, we're going to be giving you some Blu-rays, DVDs, things like that. So, Coxie, how are you?
1: I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, been a pretty decent week, and obviously it's been really busy with, you know, setting up the the podcast and so forth and so forth. Um, I've been watching a lot of B movies. because I am a big, big fan of horror movies, that uh, low budget. I'm not. Obviously, you know, like the you know mainstream horrors and art house films, but you know, I I really like to
0: go for your Danny Dyer collection. Danny
1: Dyer collection. One pound mm. as the bottom shelf. You know, they do <laughs> me. I, I've been spending a lot of my time watching them this week. Some of them enjoyable, some of them not so much. But, you know, hit and miss with B-movies, as you'd expect.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. Did you watch WrestleMania last night?
1: I didn't, no, no, unfortunately. I fell asleep watching (coughs) Family Guy, which is Uh, um, a guilty pleasure of mine. You know, you won't be hearing too many Family Guy references. (laughs) Don't worry about that.
0: I hope not. Uh, Well, I did watch WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I uh, started watching it at 12 o'clock here in the UK. Uh, I had a lot of work to do today So I did fall asleep just before the title match But I managed to uh, to catch that today For a pretty poor card Good Wrestlemania, what do you think? You know the uh, all the outcomes now These will be spoilers for Wrestlemania If you haven't had a chance to catch it yet I was
1: actually expecting a pretty poor result After uh, reading on Twitter That big slow <laughs> had won the Battle Royale I just cannot see the point in pushing the Big Show When he's nearing the end of his career I mean, how many times is this guy going to turn heel, turn face, and then get a push right, right at the last minute, and no one's expecting it?
0: He's a nice guy, though. Actually, uh I actually met the Big Show outside of a hotel uh, at WrestleMania 27, which I'm sure all you wrestling fans know is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> Randy, up. <laughs> um. So, how did you get into horror?
1: Basically, I did. I was sort of like late getting into horror I didn't just get into horror until I was like around 9, 10 it was staying at my grandmother's house and so, well yeah 9, 10 you know when I was at my grandmother's house and what I always thought was a drinks cabinet because my name was a raging alcoholic <laughs> it was actually a cupboard full of old VHS horror films and I got there I managed to get my hands on two of them once was the, an uncut version of The Exorcist which absolutely scared the living daylights out of me And one that I really enjoy and still do to this day was the 1988 remake of The Blob with uh, Matt Dillon's brother, Kevin Dillon, who's now in Entourage. He was in it with the girl who's actually in Saw now, and I think her name is Shawnee Smith.
0: That's Saw saw 10, Saw saw saw, 13. I
1: think she's the The one with the flashbacks. She's the one who actually joins Jigsaw in the second one.
0: Okay, okay. Doesn't sound
1: the same when she says game over. I mean, I wasn't a fan of that, but Jigsaw should be the only one saying that.
0: (laughs) Or Triple
1: H or Triple H yeah. or
0: Triple H. Well, I got into horror. Uh, I'm, I'm 25, so I'm sure a lot of our listeners around my age may have been through the same sort of process of getting into horror, looking through the TV guides when, uh, you know, late night when your mum and dad have gone to sleep, Channel sneaking five. downstairs, you know, recording the Dream Warriors on a uh, VHS. Oh, aye, <laughs> and then. Going to Blockbuster with your with your dad and begging him to get the Texas the go- chainsaw the glorious, the glorious the glorious VHS cover that you could find in there, but um so yeah so uh, each week on our podcast we will be reviewing one major film. Uh, this week is going to be If Follows. We managed to see this. About two, three weeks ago. This at the Fact Cinema in Liverpool, which is, if you're ever in Liverpool, it's a great cinema, very cheap and very comfortable. There we awesome go. some cinema. Of ad- bit of advertising. There we for the go. Fact so, cinema. Fact, give us free tickets. Please. And show the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Yes, yes. Before we get into our If Follows podcast, we, me and Coxie. Uh, we managed to to see a lot of the classics From the 70s, 80s mm-hmm. uh, Obviously I wasn't born then Coxie might have been, I don't know <laughs> I'm uh, two years old <laughs> <then>. <laughs> um, We've seen a lot of the classics On on the big screen You know, Aliens, Shining Halloween Nightmare Evil Dead But The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Is my favourite horror film And nowhere will show it So fact Do pl- it Please, please, please Right, so yeah, as we were saying, we seen It Follows about two, three weeks ago, but as it was getting a wide release in, I believe, 1,800 cinemas in the US this week, we thought we, uh, we'd we review that, so we might be a little bit hazy, but it was a very memorable film.
1: Yes, I mean, Michael Munro, the fabulous Michael Munro, I've just got a new obsession with this girl. After um, Emily Blunt. After Emily Blunt, you know, that's that she's done now, you know, since she starts doing films with Matt Damon. That's done. Matt now. Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> God, that guy's got a Hollywood smile. But no, uh, it follows. I mean, there's so you could we could sit here for like the next two weeks and talk about the film because it had everything near enough near enough everything that you want in a horror film. So
0: sure, do you want us to take us through the uh, the basic outline of the story?
1: Basic outline of the story, it follows Michael Monroe plays a character called Jay, who is Going on, let's say, a high school date with a hot guy, as she's talking with her sister. Like yourself. Like myself, you know. And basically, they do what all American teenagers do. They drive out to a secluded area, end up making out in the front seat. (laughs) And
0: then all of a sudden, it leads to the back seat. And before you know it, bang, they're having sex. We don't do that in the UK, though. We're too busy drinking tea. Mm, We're too busy drinking tea, you know, making scones. Yeah, As you can tell by our accents, which... Aren't typically British for all our international viewers, but uh, I'm sure at some some point down the line we're related to one of the Beatles, so yeah, definitely. So hopefully you'll like us for that if you can understand what we're saying. <laughs>
1: so basically, you think, oh, this is, you think, oh, is this not just another one of those films where a psychopathic killer's going to come out of the bushes, drag them out of the car, kill them, and then a big bloody title will come up on the screen? No, it takes a really, really. In a way, not sadistic, but a really, really strange turn. Had the date sort of drugs and turns on it, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, what's going on here?" And I don't know. You just don't. You just don't know what's going on. He's, he's he's sort of trying to. He's explaining that the reason he's had sex with this girl is to pass on not so much a disease, but sort of like passing on. Well, in a way, an a disease, entity, an entity of some sort, which is basically going to torment her, follow her, and eventually kill her. And the only way to pass it on to another person is to obviously go out and have sex. Hence, the reason I wanted to meet Michael Monroe that night. <laughs> I take the entity. I need to take for a night with that girl. But then, as the film goes on, I mean, the,
0: like the soundtrack. The soundtrack by Disaster Pieces. Is... We we played uh, a bit of Disaster Piece for you at the start. So big endorsement for him. This is probably one of the most memorable soundtracks in cinema for a long, long time. We, Great throwback to, you know, Carpenter, a lot of the 70s, me, early 80s. Yeah.
1: Reminds me a lot of Sam Raimi, Drag Me to Hell, where the bass is okay. very,
0: very heavy bass. A lot of synth. Sets the scene. Old school. Um, so, It Follows was directed by David, David Robert Mitchell, and let's talk a little bit about his direction.
1: Well, the opening camera angle was straight away. We turned to each other in the cinema and said straight away, it's this Haddonfield. It had the wide angles what Carpenter made
0: famous, basically, in the, in the the original Halloween. Takes a lot from other directors in this film.
1: Yeah, Kubrick, you know, he, uses, he loses a bit of Wes Craven as well, you know.
0: Even a little bit of Spielberg, I'd say.
1: Everything's in there, I mean, but I think more or less, he, he I think his inspiration was Carpenter.
0: Definitely, the wide definitely.
1: angles. I mean, the wide angle for this type of film, you'll understand when you watch it. it the wide angles absolutely make the film what it is. You don't know where, because with it called "It Follows," you don't know who it is, what it is, where it's coming from. So with the wide angles, it can come from any way, any part of the screen, which makes it
0: more intense to watch. Always looking in the background.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those films, sort of like. <coughs> I'm not comparing this film in, in any way, Paranormal Activity, with the with the wide camera angles you know constantly watching not the actors on the screen you're watching every other angle on the screen to see where it's coming from and that's what that's what I really liked about the like the opening scene and lot of plenty of other scenes which we'll talk about in a minute
0: so we've talked a little bit about how it uh, compares to Carpenter with Halloween things like that but one thing I got from it was the paranoia aspect, which was very reminiscent of The Thing. Another great, great the horror shining film, also. The Shining. The long shots, also The Shining. You know, the slow build, the tracking shots. It's uh, an excellent, excellent viewing. I'd say overall. But did you have any any gripes with the film? Anything you didn't like?
1: It had a really, like a low quality. Feel to it with the acting. Besides, yeah. Michael Monroe yeah. who's obviously up and coming in the horror scene. I mean, she could be, if if used right, be the next Jamie Lee Curtis, scream queen. You know. Oh. Oh yeah, I
0: said it. The internet's gonna blow up at us for I that I hope man. it does. I You've just does. lost us a thousand followers. I don't care. You know, I've, I've getting, i have worked hard all
1: week. Michael, if you're listening to this, <laughs> now, I'm gonna compliment you all the way through this. video she was actually the saving grace when it comes to the acting in the film. I mean, it was a typical you know us us actors you know young teens similar to like a uh, black christmas prom night you know stuff like
0: that you know original or remake
1: originals <laughs> originals yeah. you know also the other one my brother <laughs> the actors you know they were just they were just like where they weren't acting they were just sort of like it was sort of like they were just reading from like a ball from behind the camera you know but it was
0: okay <laughs> okay and um I thought the editing was a little bit dodgy, a little bit dodgy. I mean, I don't, I really don't want to to say too many bad things about this film because, let's face it,
1: best best film of twenty fifteen so far. So far, yeah. I mean, the only other film I've really enjoyed, but I think it'd be classed as a twenty fourteen film, but it's not horror. Was um,
0: Whiplash. Whiplash was great. so you know, yeah, it, great film. Um, obviously it's a very, very stylish film. You know, uh, there's a lot of throwback to the eighties, the seventies, things like that. Yeah. It's picking up a lot, a lot of um speed now. A lot of people are talking about this film with good reason. Will it be style over substance, or do you think on second, third, fourth viewing, you know, is this here to stay? Is this gonna be think, a classic horror film? I think
1: what you, I think you know, real. Proper horror fans like ourselves and many other the people in the community will know what this film is and know the reasons why it is such a great horror film. Now you're going to get your, your, your average cinema goer who's just taking his girlfriend the pictures because he wants to seem tough to take it to a horror film. Cheeky Nando's afterwards. Cheeky Nando's obviously. <laughs> is there, there a an
0: Nando's in the US? Is there? No, Tell us, let us know. Isn't it Taco
1: Bell or uh, what's the other one? Um, Taco Bell's awesome. Uh, what's the one Sammy Nando's? Big Kahuna Burger? Is
0: that a real thing? I think it is, yeah. Quarter pounder with cheese.
1: Let us know if that's a real place because I want to go there. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great. And uh, but you're gonna get these people going there now, and because there's no there's hardly any blood, there's not like a serial killer, you know, like stalking them or there's not a big monster. You're gonna get them saying, "Well, what was that all about?"
0: Less is more, though.
1: Yeah, less is less is more, and you're gonna get like people saying now, you know, it's gonna get some bad reviews now because it's open to a wider audience.
0: Much like the Babadook.
1: Yeah, the Bab yeah, exactly. That's a perfect. Babadook, example. another
0: great film, but you know, it's it's not your your gore porn. Um you know, a lot of um, of mainstream horrors these days. I mean, you know, the the, the past decades aren't without, you know, your, your needless gore and stuff like that. But um from from going to obviously facts. Fact, fact, go to facts. Fact. <laughs> facty <in> um, Liverpool <laughs> mm. facty um, you know more of an independent cinema um, you get I don't want to I don't want to insult people by saying a more intelligent audience but a more intelligent audience bar yeah. us two, going to go into fact um, whereas the likes yeah. of your audience and things like that you are going to get a mainstream audience when we've watched horror films in the audience you do get a lot of people you know in your more cerebral films yeah. get getting up you know what the hell was that about?
1: But at the end of the day, I think this film will get a cult cool following. Definitely, basically, for yeah. What it was, you know, real true horror fans will like this film. Everyone, I think, everyone eventually will own it on Blu Ray, DVD, whatever. Because it will get a really big. It is, I don't got a big following, yep. but like I say, now with the wider audience, it will get a lot of a lot of shit thrown at of film because it's not like you say you go porn and stuff. So, but you know, at the end of the day, they like, they're not like horror fans so with. No one's gonna to listen to them. We know. We know it's good. We know. You it's, know
0: it's good. We know what it's about. So at
1: the end of the day, we like it. You like it. If they don't like it, sod them. See you later. Go back to watching Adam Sandler films.
0: <laughs> what do you think about Pixels, really quick? Adam Sandler film. Okay, let's carry on. Um,
1: <laughs> but one thing I want to talk about in this film, even though it's a horror film, David Mitchell he's very, very, he's very good because he gets a, it gets a crushed in A way the use of sex in America now underage sex is a big thing, not just in America, obviously in the UK, everywhere in the world. But in his way, he has a he has, a, he, has a, he tells a story of how underage sex does have its consequences,
0: you know. Because I thought you were endorsing it before by the sounds of it, yeah, I was, but, <laughs> but you know,
1: you know, this yeah, the use of sex was always like STDs and that, but in this in this film, obviously, have to, underage sex, you get an entity after you,
0: yeah. you know, it's it's um. I don't think you, you know, you don't have to dig too deep. It's not, you know, it's it's a pretty simple metaphor, but it's an interesting one. I don't it's, think it's going it's, to put... It's, a, you know, whether it's a simple metaphor or it's a more complex one, at least yeah. it's something a little bit different. Yeah, I don't, um,
1: don't think it's going to put kids off having sex and all that, you know what I mean? Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is watch that film, go the crazy, Ocean Liverpool, you know, and you'll, you'll know it hasn't put them off. Just stay out of the second the, the toilet on the second floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the the soundtrack again. Now we've we've noticed a bit of an increase in this sort of music lately. Um I recently came across an artist called Laser Hawk who's very similar to the Disaster Piece. Um, you know, more great sounds. I think I was uh, listening to one of his albums on YouTube and one of the comments on it summed it up perfectly if Frankenstein went to a rave you know John Carpenter's uh, Lost Themes and another great album and you know that's that's recently hit shelves so can you see this sort of uh, this music coming back for horror films or are we just going to stick with the Inception bass boom I think
1: on certain films it works I mean you know over the past couple of years not just horror films you know films like Drive the soundtrack for me That I mean that that needed the great soundtrack because I think Ryan Gosling spoke like what three times in the whole film. So that really need, and what was it? Ron Perlman acting all gangster. I'm sorry, it just didn't. He is a gangster. He was a gangster. Yeah. Well, Ron
0: Perlman, cool dude.
1: He should have just stayed in space when he was doing Alien Resurrection.
0: <laughs> oh God, that entire film should have stayed in space.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it works for some films. It works. For some films it doesn't. I mean, you couldn't put a, a a disaster piece soundtrack on a Look Who's Talking remake. But you know. It works up like if it works for it, follows, it works. For, it'll work for other films. Some films it won't work. I mean, I don't think a heavy, like a heavy bass, like soundtrack, like, like Disaster Piece, will work on a Nightmare on Elm Street film.
0: Oh, well, I totally disagree. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think that would be brilliant. A, a,
1: a Where's a Craven there? You know, like a a, a remaster, reboot, or. Was the reboot in 2000 Definitely
0: not a uh a Jackie L. Haley nah, version. I swear with him, you know no. I, but no, no, a Craven, a Craven film, of course. I think a lot of it follows was was dreamlike, which reminded me very much of Craven. We we mentioned them before, along with uh, a, a lot of other great directors. And you know the 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 worry when when new directors or new films do this, you know, the the borrow from so many different directors is just becoming a rip off a cheap right. version of it which i don't think uh, david robert mitchell done i think he put you know he took a lot of great aspects from all these brilliant directors and then put his own spin on it made it his own but yeah i think a, a soundtrack like this would be brilliant in a nightmare on Elm Street film definitely i think it adds to the dreamscape of the film i think yeah I've always, it, uh, i
1: always I, I always prefer freddie Krueger to be like a bit more just with those, okay. Do, do. You know, very very low, very very low tones. You know, sort of like a children's, like the nursery rhyme. You know, sort of like that. It Just makes it a bit more creepy for me with Freddy Krueger. I mean, okay. If a bit less cool, bit less cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bit less mainstream. You know, just like someone just playing with a with a drum or like a keyboard or something like that. You know, all this heavy bass. I wouldn't like in a Nightmare on Elm Street film.
0: What do you guys think about that? Let us know on Twitter. Yeah. Um, right. So, anything else you want to say about it follows? Any other final thoughts?
1: Not really. No. I mean, I mean, if you haven't seen it, go and see it. I mean, if you're a true horror fan, I mean, you'll you, you will not be disappointed. You know, and hopefully Dave, hopefully he comes out and starts making more horror films. Not, no. I mean, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see him do some more horror. I mean, not overdo it like James Wan's been doing, like, but you know, you know, do one, one, two, maybe three horror films. You know.
0: I know. After uh, after we went to go and see this, you were pushing for a sequel. Do you think that will happen? Do you want a sequel? No, I don't want a no. sequel.
1: I thought it was a great ending. I like the way it ended. So yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be silly to have more of the same in a sequel. You know what I mean? It'd just be like going to see the first one. So just leave it at that. Now, yeah, the film's gonna be the film's gonna become a classic on its own. So why need why why have a sequel? I don't it definitely sequel. deserves to be. Yeah.
0: So, it follows. Out of five stars, where are you gonna give it? Four and a half. Four and a half stars. Yeah.
1: Definitely
0: four and a half. Okay, I'm good with that. So, it follows four and a half stars from Jump Scare. Go check it out. It's in UK cinemas now, and it's got a wide release in US cinemas. You know, I'm a big, big, uh, big campaigner for Alien 3 and Exorcist 3. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Exorcist 3. Okay, this is weekly news. Let's not get into this okay, argument. Okay, that's for another week.
1: Yeah, but Alien Five, you know, you know, it's got the potential to be everything. I mean, like you say, one to three were great. Do you spoil to the bit of resurrection? A bit. Well, right, yeah, a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm I'm really pumped for it. I think it's going to be great. I mean, they got a good director. I mean, what was the film? The other films you directed there was District Nine,
0: and Elysium and Ely- choppy Char- which Char- is Char- which Char- is. Char- which Char- is why I've got to disagree with you, I was excited. Um, after Prometheus, you know, I feel like me because I'm an ignorant fan, I am owed an alien film. Uh, when Does
1: alien fired me, they're not going to be doing Prometheus 2. Okay. No, Prometheus
0: 2 is it's happening. still happening. Um, they actually, as far as I know, um, Ridley Scott actually asked Neil Blomkamp to change this. St- The the title to Alien 5, because it gave too much much away to Prometheus 2, which is interesting. Um, But no, I was excited for it. Mm -hmm. You know, the concept art, obviously, is amazing. Uh, But after his last two films... You know, if he was going into this off the back of District 9, I'd be psyched. I love District 9. Great film. Sleeper hit in... uh, I haven't
1: watched Shappy yet, but I'm, I don't think I like, I'm actually gonna waste my time watching it because the trailer just looks absolutely diabolical, and I'm
0: sick of it. But you still got faith. Yeah, that's oh, uh, gonna be good.
1: I mean, you wouldn't have faith in an alien film if he, if he said it's gonna be like the like the first three films. You, you've got to have faith. I mean, I'll, faith. I'll, I'll be happy as long as he doesn't cash Ron Perlman. Here. <laughs>
0: you know, and Sigourney. What's in Los Ron should get to work on Hell Hellboy three. Uh, no, 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 no,
1: no. Ron Perlman, he's, he's Clay out of Sons of Anarchy for me, that's all he can do.
0: Like the odd couple here. <laughs> um, no, Alien 5, no, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I want it to be good, I really do. I love Alien, Aliens, Aliens 3 even to a certain extent, a lesser extent of course, but it's still a great film, especially uh, that director's I really do
1: hope it has the horror of the first
0: one, the action of the second one. Well, that sounds like a perfect movie. Yeah. Can I keep the theme? Very rare these days. Do we think you know you've got to, you've got to do a lot to, to be an 18 No. Um, is think, it gonna is it gonna keep think, the tone? Is it
1: gonna be more? Is it gonna be more on a technical side, or is it gonna actually go full on go Based on his previous. claustrophobia Yeah, based on his previous films, I think this will be more like, like aliens, with more technical stuff and stuff. Okay. But yeah, it's. I think I'm. I'm really. I'm yeah. really
0: excited about it. I think it's gonna be good. We've. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll hit that in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. um, we're looking to do an Alien retrospective in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. with our good friend, uh, JJ, who's a massive Aliens fan. Every now and then we will be having guest spots if we feel that, you know, if we're doing a particular film and we've got a friend who who's really into that series or into the film. It's a specialised area for... Um, we're friend- friendly people. Mm-hmm. Jump on in. Yep. Yeah. Um Okay, so keeping on to Neil Blomkamp, the Leviathan short, he has signed on to produce that. Um, the director of the short, I'm sorry, it escapes me at this this moment. Um, I can have a little look online, but you managed to catch the Leviathan trailer? I did, yeah. And you know, it was absolutely it was for a short. Wow. Is this the greatest short of all time?
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean. It could possibly be, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I mean, it, it, it must have cost a, a real serious.
0: It must have had a big budget for the what it was. This is from Ru Ruari Robinson, uh, the director. Rory, Rory. Yeah. That's a strange spelling of Rory. I think that's Irish. It's how the Irish spell it. Okay. Okay. Goddamn Irish. <laughs> um. But now, obviously. The short. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. Well, Fox has bought it. Yeah, Fox has bought mm-hmm. it. Yeah, with Neil Blonkamp and Simon Kinberg, uh, joining the project as producers, um, and it was written by Jim, Uls, who Bike done Club. Fight Club. Um, you no, know, this 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 really is an incredible short. If you thought the the. Uh, Recent Power Rangers short was good. You want to check this out. This is it's
1: very enjoyable. It's got it. At first, I thought I was watching um,
0: a reboot of uh, the Neverending Story.
1: That's <laughs> gritty, I, yeah.
0: Gritty never ending Story. <laughs> yeah. I could get on board with that. Yeah. So yeah, so we've got a uh, a team in in a ship going out into the uh, what is you know a really. Nice-looking sky. Yeah, An orange sky. It's sunny. You know? <laughs> it's with that weather in Liverpool. Yeah, I wish it was sunny like that here all the time. Um, no, really vivid colours. Amazing. And this whale, floating whale from hell... With a beard. Looks like if Kasabian done even more drugs and made a music video. Well, Serge would look
1: like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Serge. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, now, just... just I don't even want to give it away too much. You know, go into this blind. The monster's check it fantastic. Out. The, the creature design is awesome. Neil Blomkamp on board. Fox on board. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be a great thing. I think we can expect that in, what, 2017? Yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of work put into it. Okay, okay. So, moving on to... The Maggie trailer. Yeah, new trailer. I've Arnie. I,
1: I've, I've been laughing for a couple of days, now. Because I never thought I'd see a headline. Sporting again is fantastic. What? I mean,
0: yeah, he's good for what he is. Can you know... he be a dramatic actor? Can he pull it off? I believe he pulled it off in Twins, seen emotional scenes of <laughs> Vito. Have your twin brother Vincent. No, in all seriousness, I think this is going to be a game changer. You know, Arnie's getting on a bit now. Maybe he's moving. Well, in saying that, we've got a Terminator Genesis coming out. Uh. But um. You know, as he's as he's getting older, maybe he is
1: you know he It is time you to do a bit what Sylvester Stallone of on, you know, but with the the Rocky two thousand and six Rocky, it was more of a um it was, even though all the Rocky films were emotional, he he, he, he acted a lot more in the, the two thousand and six one with um Pauly.
0: Nothing is over, nothing You would dare you didn't see it. Wrong wrong franchise, bro. I don't care. <laughs> slice my mate. I mean, well, he's doing yeah. a new
1: job, he's doing a new Rambo anyway, yeah. s so.
0: I, uh, I met Sly Lone in uh, Sheffield a couple of weeks ago, so me and him are like that now. You alright, Sly? But you didn't me that you have to um, have subtitles in all those films, though? <laughs> um, no, but the Maggie trailer, so Arnie.
1: I didn't actually know until I seen the trailer, because I haven't done no reading up on it, that it a, it's a zombie film, I did It know. is a
0: zombie film, yeah, a dramatic zombie film, so hoping that it's going to be warm bodies, but good.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: what yeah, I mean? Um, I genuinely think, you oh, know, we can we can go back on this when the, when the film comes out. I'm sure we'll be doing a review on it. But I genuinely think this is going to be a game changer. Um, I think it's going to, you know, zombies in the early 2000s with the likes of 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later, the Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah, you know, they blew up again. And then we had vampires for a little oh, bit. Um,
1: Anyone makes any more than, break, what do they call, Twilight, Twilight films, nice. are you getting ended? Seriously, <laughs> stop
0: it! It's boring now. Why well, yeah, had the remake in Oh. I'm not gross. even, I'm not even kidding. Oh Jesus! Um, but now we're gonna, we're gonna be coming back to the Maggie trailer, uh, yeah, to the Maggie definitely. film. Even we're gonna be reviewing this. I think over um, The next
1: few weeks, we'll get a couple more trailers or you know TV spots released on that. Yeah. Get a bit of a, more of an idea how good it's gonna actually be.
0: Yeah. Um. So, moving on, very much into the horror realm. Finally, um, you know, one of the, uh, the Big, founding foundations of slasher one of horror. of the
1: biggest franchises of all time.
0: Friday the 13th, has part got, 13. Has got a new writer. Right, and we've got the Hannibal writer doing this, the Hannibal TV series. Yeah. Um, What are we thinking? This can only be a good thing, right?
1: Well, I've never actually, I've only actually ever seen, you know, bits and bobs of um, the TV series Hannibal. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, yeah, you know, I mean, I welcome anybody who wants to reboot or try, you know, try and do a reimagining on Fridays the 13th, because the one in, was a 2009,
0: you know? I think so, yeah, 2009. I yeah.
1: like the, I like, th- I like, I like Jason in the film, the way he was running, he was more intentional. You know? Yeah. he ran after people, you know, stuff yeah. like that, you know, yeah. Had, had a couple of good deaths. Yeah, a couple of good deaths and that, you know, and uh, Julia Gwiel yeah. got naked, which was always a plus. Oh, nice. But yeah, um interested to see what they do with it i mean is it going to be like a um, showing how, how jason actually became jason you know just drowning well, yeah I've, I've
0: heard that they're going to be going a bit more into depth on his backstory now does not always work out it Origin, doesn't
1: does it no, i mean doing what rob zombie done with halloween it worked with halloween in my opinion but whether it worked with jason we all know the backstory if Jay- it's going to go
0: by a, a bit more of a mystical angle, you know, like mm. part six, seven, eight. Yeah. When it went a bit a uh, big, bit carry. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we know Jason's backstory. Do we need to know any more? Do so we need to see how it happens? I mean, who, who really wants to go to pictures and
1: watch a, t- watch a child drown him? Not me. I mean, we know. You just go
0: to the park every day for that. Yeah. <laughs> Ducks and nutters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but keeping keep on with Hannibal. Um, yeah. Neil Marshall is going to be directing The um, Descent. The Descent director yeah. yeah he's going to be directing uh, some episodes in season 3. Um so if you haven't got onto Hannibal which is again uh, a bit of a slow burn, bit of a cerebral series but very very well acted, very well directed. Um I like the guy you, you play check it like out. the
1: guy you plays him. He was the bottom villain wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a good actor. Yeah, you know I mean Let's see what let's see what they do. I mean, you know, it's one of them things. You know what to expect from a Friday the 13th film. If they want to do if they want to do something different with it. You know, I'll welcome it. I'll watch it. And then we'll see what happens with it. That's all you can do. You can just hope for the best really with the Friday the 13th films now.
0: I mean, I know there's a lot of big big Friday the 13th fans out there. <coughs> I don't hold it too close to my heart. I think it's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Um not, you know, bar barring barring, you know, the uh the remake and things like that. It's 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 always been, been nice that they've in in a sense built upon the the franchise, you know. Yeah. Whether it's for good or bad reasons, you know, Jason goes to hell or whatever. Um they have always tried to add a little bit more instead of just tearing mm-hmm. it down and remaking it. Would you have Kane Hodder or Derek Mears as Jason?
1: i I was a uh, Big fan of Kane Hodder when he played him in the, the you know,
0: Derek Mears, big imposing guy. Yeah. Um, but for a person who doesn't hold Friday too close to my heart, I still have to go with Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, Victor Crowley, of course. Fantastic, um, you still got it. You know the Hatchet series. Is, fantastic. Um, I I love the Hatchet series. Um, I think for a lot of. The same reasons that people like the Friday series, but Hatcher just cranks it off to eleven, doesn't yeah, it? Those deaths. Oh brutal. fantastic. Fantastic. That's what we want for Friday the thirteenth. More brutal deaths. More 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 imagination in the death scenes. More freezing people's faces and smashing them on a desk. That'll do. Yes. <laughs> the greatest death in Friday <laughs> the thirteenth. All seasons. Series uh, whatever. He just wanted his machete back. <laughs> um, right, well, brand new out today, as we're recording this. Um, not really horror, but... Deserves a mention. N- deserves a mention. Just came out today, so we thought we'd throw it in there at the end of the news. The new Jurassic World TV spot.
1: Not not pumped at all. No. No, it'll be fun to go and watch. I will go and watch. It'll be fun. I just don't like Chris Pratt, who's jumping on any franchise he can get on though. <laughs> I mean, what's he done? Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's just come out the next last week or so. He's playing um, Indiana Jones now. You look a bit like Chris Pratt, though. Oh, don't start
0: all this. Does. Does. God. Without, you know. The I, look like, I, look, I
1: look like Thor before I photo. over 10000 10 <laughs> <on>.
0: um, <laughs> um, No, you know, I'm Jurassic, Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park. I awesome. grew up with these films. You know, Jurassic Park, Jaws. These are the two foundations of my mm-hmm. my childhood. Um, I love love the films. Um, I even have a little bit of a bit of time for the Lost World. Jurassic Park three is obviously dreadful.
1: I did like one scene, the bear cage scene. I did like that. Yeah, the yeah. bear cage scene was good.
0: Jurassic um, Park three. Yeah, that was that was good. But then he started talking to uh, Ellen. Yeah, it's Alan. The
1: way I see it now, this has all been done with Jurassic Park. Now there's not much more you can do with the actual.
0: I. I am. <coughs> I was very excited for Jurassic World. I've been waiting for, a, a for, a for a, you know, a new sequel for a long, long, long time. And the fact that it's in an operational park, I'm all for it. Yeah. Can't do any worse than George three D. <laughs> um, Dennis Quaid, was not he? Yeah. Just a floating shark. Its mother is in the park. Sharks don't hold grudges. <laughs> no, that, that was the fourth one. Wait, followed it to Hawaii or the Bahamas wasn't oh, yeah. it sure I had a I was I was excited for Jurassic World mm-hmm. until the scene of the trailer uh, it just looks cheap it looks I uh, just you know it might be a, a nice spectacle, a spectacle in IMAX 3D D. I will go and see it but I just I just
1: it is what it is you're going to go there you're going to see dinosaurs you're going to see people getting chased by dinosaurs you're going to see Chris Pratt save oh. the day kiss Bryce Dallas Howard at the end of it, that's what it's going to be.
0: When you've got directors and screenwriters coming out before the film's even released, defending the fact that they have trained velociraptors or made a new dinosaur, you know, I can see the logic behind it. You know you're in trouble. You know, you can train wolves, you can train lions and all stuff like that, and obviously if scientists did have the power, they they would be making new animals for zoos, but the dinosaurs... I just want to see T. Rex being the good guy and the Velociraptors being the bad guys. Pterodactyls. And pterodactyls. just yeah, just having having fun. But no, not for me. Not I think for they're me. gonna
1: try and make it a more serious film. It was like the what? Like they'll try and make it more serious, like make you get more involved with the characters in
0: there. I think they're going back to the uh, the science angle though, aren't they? Yeah. Playing God. I'll go. We'll go and watch it. We'll see what it's all about. We we'll, you know what's. Then you packaged it. And bam, you're selling it, you're selling it. Fuck Jeff Goldblum, man. <laughs> um, right, okay, so that's all the news we've got for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we'll be keeping up to date with all of these stories for the future. Okay, moving on to what we watched. Kochi, you want to start yourself off? Yeah. It um. <laughs> sounded a bit rude, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: uh, what I've been watching this week... Yeah, what I said earlier yeah, in the podcast, I've been watching a lot of, <laughs> I've been picking up in like, you know, second-hand shops, bottom shelf at Asda, you know, car boot sales, I've been picking up a lot of B-movies, you know, films that don't get actual mainstream releases, so uh, the other day I picked up a couple of films, I picked up a film called Maker, which had um, okay. The Hills of Eyes, Michael Berryman, and, okay. I mean... It's sort of like it, it was like a cheap and tacky rip off of a t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can tell it had, it had been influenced by that. So, obviously, the title says it all. Mask making, you know what the film's going to be about. It's about a guy going around, kidnapping girls, kidnapping fellas, you know, torturing them, and then obviously making a mask out of the face. But it's it's just one of those films, you know, if you're, if you're into you know, like, cheap horror, which has got like the worst script, terrible camera angles. But you just watch it because it's, it's what you would grew up and what you love. Do you recommend it? Yeah. 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 Why not? Go on, watch it. It's gonna be good. You get a Ad- nice Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon job or Sunday afternoon with your roast dinner. You know, perfect. You get it. I I bought it in Alston, I think I paid three ninety nine for it. Bargain. It was it was hid behind uh, the Adam Sandler films, so I'll just go with it. With Jennifer Aniston. Do you obsess with Adam Sandler. I can't stand them. Seriously, they're trying to sell us. Every every time I go into a shop, I have this cardboard cut out of Adam (laughs)
0: Sandler. What have you been going back into the 90s? Yeah. Big Daddy was good
1: though. No, it wasn't. No, it
0: wasn't. Yeah. Also, I picked up a film. This one, I'm only going to say two words. Utter shite. That's the first swear we were doing so well. We're going to have to put a, a warning on this now. Yeah,
1: apologies for that. Any kids listening? The Haunting of Bates Hotel. Now, yeah, the lot out there are gonna say, "Well, the title said it all." I walked into that one. Big mistake. <laughs> it was basically a group of a group of teenagers who just got like got a hold of a cam camcorder and just decided to make a film in a motel, basically, and they just ripped off Psycho, basically. No, yep. um, yeah, it's just a complete rip off. It's
0: really bad. Making an asylum and cash in. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. Well, what was it? The, the amateur, the, the lost tapes of Amateurville. Oh, right stuff I'm like that. There. Get you know, out. They had like like in the Amateurville one, they had like the a shot of outside the house and inside the house it was a two bedroom house. <laughs> you know, it just didn't work at all. <laughs> but that was terrible. Wouldn't recommend that. i give that I actually I wouldn't even give that any stars over Tim. Any w- stars. We're doing it out of five. what? We're doing
0: it out of five. Are we out
1: of five people, are we? Okay.
0: Um, Zero out
1: of five. Yeah, well, I'm gonna watch one tonight. The Lodge. I'm actually looking forward to that because it's actually the synopsis is actually really good. Okay, okay, it's about two people who, man and a woman, rent a lodge out for the weekend and that they don't know, they don't, they're obviously having a romantic weekend away until they realize there's just the, the caretakers hiding a secret. Okay, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that one
0: tonight. We can uh, we can look forward to your review of that next week. Definitely. I will be watching A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night yes. tonight. Uh, so you can hear my thoughts about that next week. The first Iranian vampire film. It's looking good, it's looking good. We've seen some screenshots, looking creepy. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the photography is really good. Okay. Um, so, the first film I watched uh, this week that I want to talk about, I want to give a big shout-out for this one. Uh, it's spring. You know, it's a bit of a hard title to find due to its... You know, it's, a, it's an ambiguous title. Putting in spring 2015, spring 2014, you're just getting the weather. You're just yeah. getting nice pictures <laughs> of Sefton Park. Um, but no, I, uh, I had a little bit of interaction with the director of this one over Twitter. Super cool dude. Uh, also, the star of this film gave me a little little favourite on Twitter when I was live tweeting this. Uh, I'm going to try and live tweet a film each week. Mm-hmm. Um this one, you know, it's not on a wide release, so maybe not a lot of you have seen it. So the the live tweet was a little bit quiet, but I wanted to give this a big endorsement. You know, we support independent horror. We want more to get out there. You know, the likes of Halloween, Nightmare, these were all just little indie films. Independent just, films. You know, punk rock horror. Kids going out doing it themselves, and look where we are now. So, yeah. Spring... Is directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, and it's starring Lou Taylor Pucci from the, from the Evil Dead. Superb Lou Taylor Pucci. Yeah, we like him, we like him. Uh, sporting a skinhead in this film, actually, really? cut off all his, his blonde locks. He's yeah. still got the needle marks on his face from The <laughs> Evil Dead. <laughs> He's got rid of the glasses, like. <laughs> uh, it's also starring Nadia Heike- Hiker Mm -hmm. and Vanessa Bednar that's Bednar
1: not Bentner like Nicholas Bentner Lord
0: Bentner Lord Bentner boo Uh, right so yep this is a really really interesting fresh concept you know it goes I know uh, a follower one of our followers on Twitter was letting us know that there's a cinema I believe it was in uh, Philadelphia doing a double bill of Spring and it follows correct me if I'm wrong on on whether it's Philadelphia or not but they do they go hand in hand um, right. great concepts interesting concepts original concepts which is what we want from horror uh, we want we want you know things a bit fresh a bit yeah. more interesting the the the, the, the humour in this first off it's subtle but it's great you know uh, the special effects the the makeup, you know it's all practical right. or majority practical brilliant Um, probably the most continental film I've seen in a while Um, so basically uh, we have Lou Taylor Pucci uh, who is working in a bar as a chef Um, and uh, it starts off, it opens up with his mother on a deathbed and she dies Um, and then he goes to the bar where he works, where he, where he cooks, having a few drinks with his friend gets into a fight knocks this uh, this gang member out knocks his teeth out you know, which then leads to him getting fired which then leads to him going home and the gang member turns out to be a gang member who he punched in in the bar has found out where he lives so he's having a really really bad day Um, and then he just decides to up and leave the next day when the police come to his house he goes over to Italy We meet an Englishman and a Welshman. So, an Englishman a Welshman and an American in Italy. Right. Uh, Start of a bad joke there. You can't write this, can you? (laughs) Someone did. Uh, (laughs) um, No, we meet a girl. Uh, Not all is what it seems. I don't want to give too much away. I went into this film blind just because it's been getting a bit of buzz on the internet. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. But... I'd say about forty minutes in, it takes it up a gear. Yeah. Takes it up a gear. I still
1: need to catch this film. I, I must admit, yeah. I, it's on my list to watch this week. So I will give my verdict on it next week. Okay. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. From what Jay's told me and that you know, and obviously the tweets, the uh, tweet interaction with Justin Benson, you know, looking forward to. It.
0: Awesome, awesome. So I'd uh, I would recommend that yeah. to uh, to our listeners if you want to check it out and let us know what you think. See if we uh, stage her in the wrong direction or we've done good for you. Uh, second film that I watched, another another one making the rounds on the internet, making a lot of buzz, Digging Up the Marrow, directed by our friend Adam Green, yes. the Hatchet series, yes, starring Adam Green, Will Barrett, and strangely, Ray Wise. Ray Wise? Ray Jeepers Wise. Creepers Ray Wise? Yeah, Ray Wise. Again... Went into this film blind, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying going into a lot of these films blind. You know, um, there's, there's so, so many films making the rounds on the internet these days, and when they start to make a bit of buzz, you know they're going to be worth a watch because why else would they be getting this buzz? It's not being pushed by, you know, big chains things like that. It's just horror fans pushing these films, and they know what they like, so. and I'm going to like it too. So going in blind, and this is totally. Totally not what I expected. I knew it was a monster film. Is, well, from the title, I was, I'm expecting it to be something like Tremors. Only
1: minus <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Well, is th- there
0: is monsters and they are underground. So it's Tremors? It's not quite Tremors. No. It's a mockumentary, strangely. Really? Oh, it's sorry. a mockumentary. So uh starts off with Adam Green taking us through his studio that he started now I would have been happy with this taking you around conventions, things like that showing you how he started up his studio stuff, awesome I'm interested in that, I want to know about that and then it just takes a total swerve where he uh, meets up with Ray Wise, you send him a letter about that he's found monsters Ray Wise is the only person not playing himself in this film Uh, he was playing a guy called Decker uh and yeah, he's, he's 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 telling Adam Green, you know, I found I found these monsters, the real, the real, they're in the marrow, they're in the marrow. So Adam Green goes to filmers, documentary, right. documentary, uh and you know, sort of just waiting out for these uh, for these monsters. And I'm sorry, Adam, I didn't dig it. No, I didn't off. no you know, I'm a, as I said before, I'm a massive Hatchet fan, and what I love most about Adam Green is that his films are a love note to horror. You know, on the good the good sides, you can you can see in this film he loves horror, he yeah. loves monsters. You can see his passion. It's brilliant. Every that.
1: director does have one. Yeah. You know, disappointing film. You know, maybe this is his
0: one. But my Soul to take, Wes Craven. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um no you know, it's it's great that you can see you can see how much he loves the genre. It's brilliant. And there's a great, great back and forth with Kane Hodder in this. Kane makes a little uh makes a little cameo where Adam's showing him the footage of these monsters that he's got on, on film and you know Kane obviously thinks that it's for a studio, he's saying yeah. oh it's it's lit badly What's this? You want an honest opinion? What's this even for? And Adam's trying to convince him that it's real. That was great. You yeah. had great chemistry in that. Great back and forth. A lot of fun, that scene. But other than that, I'm sorry, it was just a bit slow. It's slow, yeah. Like you say, everyone's allowed one mistake in the, the
1: horror community. Let's just say that. Eh?
0: So Adam, that's your one mistake. You no, been more. no more. No <laughs> more. More Hatcher films, please. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You want
1: more Victor Crowley?
0: Yes. And Daniel Harris. knew that one was coming. Please. <laughs> uh, would you watch anything else?
1: Well, the one that what's on the list
0: there, actually
1: I haven't watched it, I've actually downloaded it. My auntie the other downloaded day... Downloaded it?
0: can't see that. Okay, well, purchased it, purchased <laughs> it. Sorry. Purchased it legally.
1: Legally, legally. My auntie uh, actually was saying about when we told her me and Jay were starting up this horror podcast... And she said she recommended a film which personally I'd never heard of called The Burning by Tony Malam starring Brian Matthews. I'd never heard of it. So I looked it up on the IMGB and surprisingly it had a pretty big rating. So it is on my list to watch this week. I'm looking forward to it. It's got, the synopsis explains it's got a similar feel to Friday the 13th and so what's was The Nightmare Vacation. You know, with Angela, Angela and stuff like that. So it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be like a, you know, a summer camp slasher film. You know, so I'm really looking forward to what catching that one this week.
0: Well, I did see the Burning, All right? And I loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. A lot of fun. Uh, can't say enough good things about it to be really? perfectly okay. honest with you. Uh, this is, in my opinion. Don't hate me, internet. Don't find my IP address. Don't hunt me down. This is what Friday the 13th should have been. Whoa. This should have been the franchise of the 80s, along with Nightmare. It should have been, I think the, the, the killer's without, name's Cropsey. Without, without it the should scores. have been Cropsy versus Freddy. This oh, is what we want. He's
1: kick, it's gonna kick. Oh, he's kicking. This is what God.
0: we want. We're meant to be trying to get fans. Come at me, bro. Come at me. Oh, God. This is... Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So it starts off in Blackfoot Blackfoot Camp. Uh, these teenagers, I think there's about four or five of them, uh, all conspiring to play a prank on the, the the mean groundskeeper who's just having a little kip in his cabin, as poor, you do. The poor guy. And uh, it goes terribly wrong. And he ends up burning to death. Um, you know... Sounds painful <laughs> it is it is painful it then cuts them in the hospital you know usual stuff from there a few years later back at the camp and it's got an exploitation feel to it the first couple of minutes you know first 10 15 minutes it was a pretty pretty gross film not in you know it wasn't too brutal but just the way that it was shot mm-hmm. um it was dark I loved it loved it I had a I had a feel of you know peep and tom. It had that POV shot. Um, there was more T and A than a Michael Bay film. All these, <laughs> all these sl- <laughs> slow motion, braless. We well, like braless. You know, slow mo boobs and bum. Mhm. It was like if Transformers were good, but it was good even. Right. And um, just a special shout out to this character. Um, I've got to thank me, uh, my girlfriend, for giving me the inspiration for this one. She'll kill me if I don't say that. That's this was her line. There's a character in it called Tiger, who's a girl, who is described as Corey Feldman with a Gale Plot wig. So that's not actually bit he doesn't actually. Corey Feldman isn't in it? No, no it's oh. it's a girl. With uh, a Gale Plot wig. <laughs> Corey Feldman with a Gale Plot wig. Um, <laughs> oh God, that doesn't sound too good. Um, but strangely, in this, there isn't really a final girl. There was a there was a girl in it that I thought was going to be the final girl, and then she does full full frontal. So you know that's out the window. I think she died about thirty seconds Sex after the horror that. film is a big no no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't drink.
1: Don't do uh, drugs.
0: But there is a final guy. Strangely, a guy. Yeah. So that's a first. Yeah. A bit of a nightmare too. Yeah. You know Um but there is no this, this so this final guy turns out to be one of the kids who banned the groundskeeper oh, okay. back in the day and you know this it, this film it's not without its flaws the logic the continuity is all over the place I feel sorry for this killer you know he, he was he was having his sleep we don't know why he's a bad guy we just get told he's a bit of a crank <laughs> and he ends up to getting...
1: Jason because Jason was not yeah. a bad
0: guy he just wanted to go grab yeah. him and he, um, you know, this 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 fella gets killed about four times in this film. They burn him <laughs> twice, they stab him, they shoot him. Just give um, the guy a break. The, the, the final guy is the guy who burns him in the first place. I don't like this person. <laughs> but you know, other than that, you know, there's a few, it cuts very rapidly in some scenes, but there's effective long shots in it, you know, building, building up the tension, things mm-hmm. like that highly I recommend might, if you I haven't might, seen this it's just got a re-release on blu-ray i Check might actually watch
1: this tonight now because i'm really uh, intrigued to see
0: do it do yeah, it. i
1: think this is my film for tonight the burning definitely okay. i'm gonna uh, purchase it good
0: purchase. man, good man. <laughs> okay so let's jump straight in to listener to questions um you can ask us questions on twitter Facebook, even Instagram, if you want. Yeah. Uh, if you're asking us on on Twitter, which has been our main source for our first week, you know we've got by far the most followers on that. Um.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, we've got a couple here, which have been sent to us via inbox on Twitter and Facebook. Greatest decade
0: of horror. Seventies for me. Seventies. I was gonna go seventies too. Well, yeah, we can. But let's let's make an interest. Then I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go eighties. Okay, go. Let's have a have a little verbal scrap. The Exorcist, Halloween, Say No More. You can't just name those two. There's so many more. Can. They were the greatest
1: two in the seventies.
0: Okay, so right. Texas Chainsaw. Cle- like clearly, Coxie doesn't know too much about the seventies. So I'll bat for him, and then I'll fight against myself. Seventies, Jaws. Alien, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Exist, halloween the staples of horror, the greatest horror films. Which was the greatest out of them though? The 80s. The 80s. Let's let us let us just go for the 80s. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little verbal spar with you. Let's make it interesting. Okay. I'm gonna bat for the 80s here. 70s took themselves far too seriously. 80s were all about the fun. All about the fun. What you want from your horror films? Well, I don't want fun. You don't want fun, no. We Why want to do you watch truck this or
1: horror? I mean, yeah, you know, certain, this day and age, but in the seventies, when horror like sort of became what, like that was that generation of horror has made horror what it is today. Or if you want to watch, if you want to watch, if you want to watch a fun horror film, watch a scary movie. You
0: know, That's a horror film. It was that bird was scary, on Oh, Anna Faris? No,
1: the actual parrot that talks to Marlon on in the Oh, the parrot. Talking bird, it's
0: creepy. Okay. But the eighties so much yeah. more fun. Let's have a look. You know, the longest, the longest franchise in horror, the ones that people love. Okay, the seventies have Halloween. Yeah. But I don't think people pal- are batting for now. Nightmare. We love Freddy. We love Jason. Look yeah. how much fun that was. You know, was we got got so many great franchises from that.
1: the Evil Dead was that the eighties, wasn't it? The Evil Dead. Ooh. Yeah, evil. T- I think Hellraiser. Was- Hellraiser as
0: well, yeah. Our boy from Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Clive. I've actually got a quick quick story about Clive Barker, actually. And you're going to want to hear this. Right, okay. So, uh, my mum actually, uh, when she worked in a shop in the city centre, Clive Barker's mum actually came in to see her and um, was talking about all these horrible drawings that her son was uh was drawing, you know, all these, these horrible creatures, blood everywhere, things like that. And uh, she didn't know what to do. She was getting pretty distressed about it. <laughs> but uh lo and behold, I don't think no that I don't think in the end she was too fussed about it because she probably made a lot of money out of the son. Definitely. <laughs> being Definitely a, being uh making all these, these gross ghost drawings are big up to uh Clive Barker. Yeah. Yep. Um so, yeah, you know, I can't argue for the eighties too much. Yeah, I really can't. You know, the seventies is just it's just masterful filmmaking. But what I did like about the eighties was it is fun. Yeah, but you the know, shining, the
1: shining was the eighties, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I'm pretty They're sure the well, shining was the. 80s. Was the 80s. Well, that's
1: my favorite horror film of all you know, time. Yeah, you know, it's
0: not without its classics. Yeah, the, Sh-
1: the shining, the shining, and Halloween.
0: Okay, so uh, moving on to our next question, <sighs> difficult one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm Very, It's
1: an interesting question. If you know, we this is this could actually
0: get some interest on Twitter as well. Okay, so what film needs a reboot? taxi I've always
1: i I was a big fan of it. I don't know whether many people have seen it, but. Stuart Gordon, the guy who done Reanimator, he had he done a a film in the early nineties called Castle Freak, which was about a guy who was kept in the dungeons by a, an old Italian woman, okay. and then Geoffrey Combs and his family moved to Italy and buy the castle, and his daughter's blind, and somehow the guy who's in the in the who's been locked in the dungeons has survived all these years feeding on rats and. Hats and stuff that have just got into his cell, and somehow he gets out and starts terrorizing the family in the castle. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it, have we got any directors in mind for that? One? I don't know. I mean, it's one of those. It'd be very. It'd be difficult. I mean, you know, I'd. I would have said, give it. Give like, give a go. Ty West a go with him until he's done the sacraments. You know, the sacrament is very disappointing. Uh, Ty West maybe, or who's the guy who's done um, Who? Oh, what's his name? I always forget his name? The guy who done um, Freddy Alvarez. Okay. Who'd done Evil, Evil Dead? Da- yeah. Yeah, Freddy Alvarez because it is a gory film. Right. Cash paper you don't see too, too much blood in it because it is filmed in very dark colours. But if that could get a reboot, I'd be very happy with that. I mean, I don't, I don't think too many Hollywood companies would take it on though, because it's not. It, I don't think it'd come across as Gothic horror. Yeah, very very gothic. Setting the setting's very good, you know. Well maybe Hammer would pick it up. Hammer maybe, yeah. yeah.
0: Hammer, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What about you? Right, okay. Here we go. <laughs> uh I know I've probably angered a lot of people today. Yeah, you? I think you have. <laughs> I'm probably gonna anger some more people. people we've lost six. Why? Let's let's you know, let's, let's uh, just continue to anger people. Yeah, let's wrap up some uh we don't some need interest. followers. No? Let's do it. What is it? Right, hear me out. Go. I would like to see I'm nervous saying this. Calm yourself down. Take two deep breaths. A remake to Nightmare in Armshirt. Another one. And um, you know, yeah, another one. Right. I know, I know it's been done and it was done terribly. I know that. But listen, this film has got so much potential and don't get me wrong, you know, the original, I love it. Yeah. I love I love every film in in that se- series, each each their own you know, um, each film brings something different. It, obviously, it, it does take a downward spiral after yep. three, but you know the, they are what they are. They're interesting, but let's go back to the original scary, 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 the very first near near perfect yeah. film. Yeah, definitely. But there wasn't the. That's there was, there, there wasn't, there wasn't the, 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 the technology to make it as powerful in the dream yeah. scenes as it could have been. Now I'm not saying, you know, go and get like a young director or whatever. Give it back to Wes. Give it back to Robert England. I don't care. Let's just see how we can push these dream sequences today and do it properly. Yeah. Don't you know? Well, not, Wes, not like this remake.
1: Wes Craven's new Nightmare was actually pretty good. You know, it was yeah That was yeah, pretty good.
0: fantastic you know uh, he could even it doesn't have to be a remake nah, I mean, of, a, of, the, of the first a one a reboot a, yeah, a it you, know, you know something just get Wes and, on it and uh, Robert back on board let's see what he could do today some,
1: yeah let them have some input at least yeah. You know, may, maybe do get a young, a young up and coming director and have their input as well you know it can only help a young director for sure. definitely
0: okay so final question right Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yeah. Finish him. Uh, it was announced uh in the past week that Jason and Predator. Kill me, I'm here. Come on, I'm here. Do it. Kill me, come on. Do it, do it now. There's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. (laughs) I cannot wait for this game. So. Who you picking, Jason versus Predator? Predator. Who's gonna win, Predator? Oh, okay. You won't. You won't even know. You Predator's know I'm on Jason's side, yeah. The
1: invisibility. You won't even know he's saying. The
0: invincibility. Up. If it bleeds, we can kill it. No, it's just. Now sh- it's all up to me. The Predator will be all over the room. <sighs> this. This is just gonna have to be settled. As long
1: as he doesn't do what he done in the Predator, you get pre- pre- precision aim, shot everybody in the head, Mac dill- Blue Dylan's arm off when it comes to Arnold Swartz. Shot him in the shoulder. You've okay. got to take Jason's
0: head off and just make sure it doesn't go on that machine and Jason X. I think there's only one way we can settle this. Just need to get on get on the PlayStation, don't we? That comes out next month, right? Oh my we've already got a big tournament set up. All the all the guys are getting together things
1: well. Twelve is getting together for a big Mortal Kombat tournament. Should be good. I'm there's gonna win. One man left standing and it will be the Predator. <laughs> And then when he's standing there All the dead bodies Lying around them All his boys Will come down in the spaceship Take
0: them home Oh god
1: Little homecoming
0: party No 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 Yes Okay So That was episode one Episode one Ooh. In the books In the books Now The sound might be A little bit off We might be A little bit off Let us know How we can improve What you want We will improve as time We will get better uh, But hopefully You'll stick around and Listen to us until we do get better. Yep. Hopefully, you'll give us the chance. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jumpscare, uh, and on Twitter at Jumpscare UK. Um, we do follow back, we especially follow back all independent horror productions, uh, fans of horror, things like that. You know, we want to help you guys, we want to advertise you guys. Um, we want to, you know, get to all these conventions. I know we've got a lot of big plans in the works. We're also happy to promote any short or feature-length yep. horror films
1: yep. made by students, independent companies. Send them over, we'll watch them, review them, post them
0: online for you. Like I say, we are willing to help. Yeah. Um. So we're nearly at seven hundred followers. Uh, that's in our first week. So let's carry on in that ratio. Um. As I said, yeah, we do have a lot. Of big plans in the works, um, we've got, got a lot of big ideas. We don't just want to be another podcast, we don't just want to be another website review. We want to build a hotter community, we want to interact with you guys. We're going to do lots of merch for you. We've got the designs in the works at the moment, they're looking excellent. Uh, we've we're going to start those two competitions today for you, uh, Bloodborne on PlayStation 4 for all our UK listeners, and uh. Independent um, B movies will be coming soon on DVD. Get some names out there. Yeah. Uh, and and the special edition comics we've got lined up for you guys as well. So keep an eye on our social media for that. Our website will be coming soon. Um, when this is on iTunes, you know, feel free to review us, let us know what you think. Only if it's good though. Send us any questions. Yeah.
1: Anything you want to ask us, you know. We Subscribe.
0: Will get, we will get back to you. Everybody will be answered. Great. So, thanks very much for listening. Thanks um, for your support. We'll be back next week. So you get it easy, guys. Boom. You see, Sid, everybody dies but as Everybody dies but us. We're going to carry on and plan the sequel because let's face it, baby, these days, you got to have a sequel. He's sick for fucks. He's
1: seen one too many movies.
0: Now, Sid,
1: don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos, movies make psychos or create...